several holes still left on this Arizona Cardinals roster as we get closer and closer towards the NFL draft. What are the most important positions to fill in order on both sides of the football? Plus, Mock Draft Monday, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Here we go. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Come on in, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every damn day. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is recovered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. You can also check me out on Thursdays with Tyler Rowland from Locked On Titans as we do the Locked On NFL show to talk about the national stories, not necessarily centralized around the Arizona Cardinals, even though there is one player that has been in the national media's mouth over the last you know week and a half, two weeks more potently than before when uh, his agent, Eric Burkhardt, put out that penned, all-capsed, like, I don't know, fringy demand letter or catching everybody up to date with exactly what's going on. I'm not going to talk about that today. That is not what I'm going to talk about because that's happening. We don't know really anything new on either side besides projection and speculation, and I'm not here for that today. What I'm going to talk about is what the Cardinals need to do regarding filling this roster before and you know through and after the draft in order of importance on both sides of the ball. I'm going to do offense in the first segment, defense in the second segment, and then I have a mock draft Monday that I did a three-round mock draft. I think it was my best one that I've done since we started this, it feels pretty good. Tomorrow's podcast is going to be huge. I've got one of the biggest draft names in the business. Um, he puts together a, I guess you can call it a book, but it's an experience every year. Um, one of the smartest dudes out there. I'm going to get him on tomorrow. I'll tell you a, bit, a little bit more about that towards the end of the podcast. So the Cardinals have some holes. I, I, I think that that comes as no surprise to anybody. The re-signing of James Conner, Zach Ertz, and then most recently A.J. Green is fine. It's good. It's not a step back. And there's still plenty that needs to be done. There's a couple spots that still have holes. And they're, I mean, if you take away the quarterback position, I guess you could say that every position, aside from tight end, needs to be upgraded before the start of the 2022 season, whether it be through three free agency or the draft. So the second most important position that needs to be, or the third most, sorry, most important position that needs to be bolstered before the start of the 2022 draft is the running back room. James Conner got paid. He hadn't ever been paid before. You know, he didn't make a lot of money in Pittsburgh. He signed a team-friendly deal, prove-it deal last year with the Cardinals, and he deserves the money that's coming to him. That also doesn't mean that he needs to touch the ball 40 times a game. That's not the elixir to keep James Conner on the field for 17 weeks. You need to have a backup dancer, I guess. It depends on who, who's there. It depends on if it's somebody in free agency or through the draft. You need James Conner to touch the ball 55% of the times. And obviously, uh, you know, game flow and score and everything will dictate that. Maybe you lean on him a little bit more when you have a lead, and you lean on him a little bit less when you're coming from behind. And he, But he's one of the best inside the five-yard line runners in the NFL. 
He is, and he showed it last year with his bevy of touchdowns in myriad different ways. Running back is important, though. It, you need somebody that can touch the ball 10 or 15 times a game there, whether it be catching the ball out of the backfield or running the ball. And I don't know if that's going to be in the draft. I don't know if it's going to be in free agency. What I do know is Jonathan Ward and Eno Benjamin are not RB2s. They're not. Otherwise, we would have seen it already. Jonathan Ward did make the best catch that we saw last year um, on, on the fake punt, but it, they're not. Otherwise, we would have seen it already. So running back is number three. Number two is wide receiver. Why is wide receiver not number one? I'm going to get to it in a minute. Wide receiver room needs help. And they've got DeAndre Hopkins, top three receiver in the league, in my opinion. They've got A.J. Green on the outside as a bookend, whether you know he's going to repeat the performance that he did that he had last year or expound upon, we don't know. Uh, but I think having A.J. Green back is a bigger deal than people want to give you know, Steve Kime credit for, for that specifically. And then you have Rondell Moore. It's kind of a question mark. Does Cliff Kingsbury know how to use him? We saw flashes of what this kid could do last year. And it wasn't via end arounds and it wasn't via trick plays. You got to find a way to get him in space because he is electric and he's really, really fun to watch when he is in space. Um, but it, it's not enough. You know, I don't know if they're going to draft somebody. I don't know if they're going to bring somebody in. I mean, Julio Jones is still out there. Jarvis Landry, not names that you know jump off the page but guys that can be serviceable to give Kyler Murray another weapon when he's throwing the ball down the field and number one it's the interior of the offensive line I haven't changed this I'm not doing this to be stubborn I'm not doing this you know for any other reason to be you know uh on the other side of the coin than, than what most people think whatsoever I've been on the Zion Johnson train pretty much since the end of last season when I saw with Justin Pugh J uh, Josh Jones and the other interior offensive lineman did for this organization. Okay. It's Zion Johnson. And that's the number one. Well, I mean, interior of the offensive line where they get somebody in free agency or, you know, if there's somebody in the second round, that they like, that's the weak spot of the offensive line. It's going to make Rodney Hudson's job a lot easier to make DJ Humphrey's job a lot easier on the outside. And it's going to make Kevin Beecham's job a lot easier on the outside, on the right side of the line. If you can bolster those two positions at guard for the Cardinals. So that's number one for me. And I don't think it's close. Like, and you know, if they draft a wide receiver at 23, I mean, it's not uh, – I could argue the other side, and I have on this podcast. I get it, okay? I, I understand that – I understand the upside of drafting a wide receiver at 23. The downside is you're going off 40 times, hand size, broad jump, vertical, and college film. That's what we're going off of. And I know that's what we're going off of with everybody in the draft. I completely understand that. For every big-name wide receiver, there's five to ten that busted out. And this is a draft where when they don't have a, a pick in the fourth or fifth round where you have to hit on the first three rounds. You have to. You've got to do it. And I know that that's the goal every year. I completely understand. I feel like putting a wide receiver to choose in Steve Kimes' hand, maybe a fool's errand. Just from what we've seen in the past. Now, I could be wrong. I hope he shifts it. I do. I, I, I want this. I want this to be a home run draft so the Cardinals can, you know, improve upon where they started last season. But I do think offensive line, interior of the offensive line, is the number one concern on the offensive side of the ball. Because if you can't protect Kyler Murray, none of this is going to work. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. 
Um, follow the podcast at Locked On AC Cards. Thank you to everybody again for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen, free and available on all platforms. Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to flip, flip to the defense on this in the second half or in the second segment. This one's a little trickier, um, but there's still a lot of holes, a lot of holes to be filled. As we are ten days from the draft, is it still too early? What are we doing here? Alex Lancy, Locked On Cardinals. Be right back first. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, you know, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you once again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Alex Clancy. I'm here every day with you. Every day. I love doing this every single day. And thank you for being a part of it. Um, We've got a lot of draft stuff coming up. Starting the 28th, so a week from Thursday, is the Locked on NFL's Lockdown NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. Remember, we have a host for every NFL team and Major League Baseball team and NHL team and NBA team. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On uh, Lockdown's NFL Mock Draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show all week leading up to the first pick. So this is where you can get it. Locked on NFL Draft Live is on the Locked on NFL Draft YouTube page. And that's April 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern, April 29th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, and April 30th, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. And then the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft is on the Odyssey and Locked on NFL Draft podcast feeds. And that is from April 18th through the 22nd and on the 25th. Again, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Did the offense... Third, biggest position of need, running back. Second, wide receiver. First, interior of the offensive line. Now the defensive side of the ball. Third, and these are close. These are close and for very for different reasons. Okay. So third is interior of the defensive line. Now this could be first because the Cardinals' run defense wasn't great last year, especially when J.J. Watt went out. Losing Chandler Jones is going to be difficult, even though he plays on the outside. You've got guys like Lecky Fotu and Rashad Lawrence who are moving towards being more than rotational guys, but they're not there yet. And you'll see my mock draft um, address this in the third round, but interior defensive line is third. Second is Ed Rusher. Uh, Again, this could be first. I think you could tie all of these three that I'm going to talk about as being tied first, losing Chandler Jones. I don't know what they're going to do with Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. I don't know if they're going to run it back. I don't know if they're going to transition Isaiah Simmons to an edge rusher or Zayvon Collins, even though Zayvon Collins is better in coverage than, than Isaiah Simmons is. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. But I do know that getting rid of Jordan Hicks made it look like they're both going to be playing inside like they did last year. So I, I don't – who knows? But you tell me that Isaiah Simmons – couldn't be, couldn't emerge as one of the better edge rushers in the NFL if he was, if he played that position. I mean, Hassan Reddick is not big. He's fast, he's smart, and he's strong. Isaiah Simmons is faster and stronger and probably equally as smart. 
So like I, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do, but edge rusher number two for me, and number one is corner. And it's been corner forever. Forever is a long time. But when we, Patrick Peterson didn't hasn't didn't have a CB two. I think mean, he had Antonio Cromartie for a while, but it's like Brandon Williams was the starting corner, you know, five years ago. They've never addressed the cornerback two uh, position really, and now it pretty much a CB one. Like Byron Murphy showed flashes, but Byron Murphy is not a CB one. He's not, and it's not his fault. Like that's not that was never really. You'd think that was never really the plan, but you know, with Malcolm Butler coming in, and I don't know why he retired and then unretired. Maybe he didn't like the vibe. Maybe he wasn't going to get the playing time they thought he was going to get. Maybe you know this cornerback room was a little bit better than they thought, but. You can't roll out Marco Wilson and and uh, Byron Murphy and draft a guy in the sixth round and be like, okay, that's good. Number one, cornerback, 100% on the defense. And the differing reasons are, you know, we, we spend a lot of time on Cliff Kingsbury. I, I know that. I could I could do a week on Vance Joseph and I probably should have. Um, I think that one of the weaker points that I discuss is the absolute statement that the defense is predicated upon how the offense positions them. And and what I mean by that is like maybe a defense has a great stand, stop on fourth down, something like that, then the offense comes on the field, goes three and out. It's like, oh, well. Remember, we're human beings here, and we get tired, and we'd like for you to be able to stay on the field for longer than three plays in a minute 47. Now that happens, and then it makes the defense look bad. So the offense can't move the ball, makes the defense look bad because the defense is on the field all the time, and that's what we saw in 2018. The defense in 2018 wasn't bad. Well, it definitely was a strength of the, of the team. and That wasn't very hard to do with, with the offense that was constructed. But I think Vance Joseph does deserve a, you know, he, he deserves some deserves some shoulder of the blame, uh, especially down the stretch, where, you know, making opportunities for your offense to uh, get short fields and things like that, um, you know, it, it it was everybody was to blame for the last part of that season. But with Vance Joseph, we don't really have an idea of what the defense's identity is going to be, because it's still incomplete. I mean, Zayvon Collins in his second year barely played last year. Isaiah Simmons took a step forward last year, but he's not at the Pro Bowl level that we thought that we could see a glimpse of from time to time, except for his hit on Cam Newton was, even though he got flagged, the dude is an absolute beast, and he's smart, and he's just like, I just don't know if they're misusing him, and that would be on Vance Joseph. Uh, The pass rush, I mean, Marcus Golden, is that going to be the pass rusher? Like, is that that, that what we're lining up for here? Um, He's played good. You know, and that's it's it's no slight on him, but it's like you need you need a pass rusher, like a star pass rusher. And the only like stable group on the defense is the safeties. And I've been saying this, you know, forever. It's Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. It's them. They better pay Jalen Thompson when his contract is up. Buda Baker hopefully will retire in Arizona Cardinal. Like you need guys like Buda Baker, even though you know he had that terrible injury towards the end of last season, which was super scary. Luckily, he had he made a full recovery. Um, need more guys like that. And Byron Murphy, like Buda Baker didn't really pop until his third year. Byron Murphy, we need to see that. 
next year. And we saw glimpses, but he needs help. He needs help. And it's a lot more because there's no quarterback on defense. Obviously there's a lot more, it's a lot more amoeba like right now. We don't really know what the defense is going to look like because there are myriad holes on the defense, but going back to this, you know, interior defensive line important could be first edge rusher. Very important could be first and corner extremely important. Also could have been third, second, first. I mean, these all could be a tie that shows how much needs to be done before the start of the 2022 season. Sure. There's time, but we talked about this three weeks ago, a month ago when people were freaking out, including me that the Cardinals hadn't made any big moves during the first five week, five days or week. It was like, oh, you're jumping to conclusions. You're you're going insane. Like, there's so much time. What about now? It's the same thing when I said in week one against Tennessee on the road, Chandler Jones strip sack, short field, penalty, timeout, field goal. What has changed? What has changed? And sure, it was a lot more sugar-coated last year because they won a bunch of games early. I hope that that was like the first pivot into a full 180 on to what the future of this organization is going to look like. And I didn't say – I said I wasn't going to talk about Kyler Murray, so I won't. Uh, but there's something that could be done to solidify stability at one position. You know, somebody that says hike. I'm not going to talk about Kyler Murray. Coming up next, my mock draft. Uh, got a big name draft guru like this dude. He's one of the best, if not the best in the business. He's going to join me on Tuesday. I'm going to give my poor attempt to do my mock draft and what I think the Cardinals should do with their three you know, picks in the first three rounds. That's next, Locked on Cardinals. First, Bill Barr. So here's the thing. I have a uh, I have like a mild obsession with these things, you know, because they got everything you need, you know. It's got everything you need. It's like that Bill Hader character on SNL. This place has everything. Stefan nailed it. Seventeen grams of protein, less than four gram, four or five grams of sugar, less than three or four or five net carbs, high fiber. Low calorie, high protein, chocolate covered, six bites. They're not grisly and gross. They're not like, you know, it's not like you're eating. I don't, I don't know. Like, so, I don't know. It's not like you're eating like the side of a wall. Like these things, these things legitimately taste good. And it's not like you have to have a full breakfast to get the protein necessary to start your day. You know, it's with your coffee, built bar, seven bites, boom, done. The what makes them like different, different is that. The flavors are like, you know, they're like candy bars. You know, coconut, coconut almond. The orange one that comes back every so often is, is my favorite. It's been my favorite forever. They've got these puffs that are uh, protein-infused marshmallows that are good. for It's chocolate-covered. I don't get how it works. I trust the people at Bilpar, and I eat them and ingest them, and it makes my stomach happy, and it gives me the protein I need so I don't have to have, you know, spend an hour making a big damn breakfast in the morning. Bilt Bar's got me covered. Go to Bilt.com. Use LOCKED15 in their promo box. You get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you. 
again for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, I know that the draft is coming, and I know that after that, it's like, oh, what are we going to talk about all summer? There's going to be plenty. I got you covered. We're going to be in very good shape between this second and the kickoff of the 2022 NFL season. Uh, it starts with the draft, though. And I know there's 10 days for free agency between them, but it starts with the draft. Um, Cardinals have some glaring needs. And at 23 overall, like I've done and like I've continued to do, taking inside offensive lineman guard Zion Johnson from Boston College. It's a no-brainer for me. It's a no-brainer for me. And I feel like I always have to defend this because could they take a wide receiver? Absolutely. Should they take a wide receiver? Probably. But the last two years, the last two first-round picks that they made didn't address glaring needs. Like, look at this. This is our list of needs, and this is the position that Steve Kime took. So if they would have taken Tristan Wirfs in 2020, or C.D. Lamb for that matter, even though, like, people are giving C.D. Like, I don't see wide receiver one yet. I see flashes. I don't – Justin Jefferson is a wide receiver one. Jamar Chase is a wide receiver one. Like. Blame Dak all you want and blame blame the wide receiver, but like I, I don't see it. But they could have addressed a need there, but they didn't. And they drafted Isaiah Simmons, who was positionless pretty much. And they moved him to inside linebacker, which, you know, he never really played before. Awesome. And then 2021, Zayvon Collins, same exact thing. So if they would have drafted a wide receiver or corner, like if they would have gone Tristan Wurst in 2020 and even Greg Newsom in 2021. We're having a very, very different conversation right now because yes, I 100% understand that drafting a wide receiver early and if that wide receiver pops with how much money wide receivers are making now, it's like drafting a second quarterback from when, you know, they were getting paid in 2005. You know, like I, I understand all of it. The Cardinals don't deserve it because they didn't eat their vegetables. Steve Kime did not eat his vegetables. Now, Zion Johnson will protect Kyler Murray. If you don't protect Kyler Murray, you're not going to win. Right? If you don't protect the quarterback, you're not going to win. It's not sexy. It's not fun. Draft Zion Johnson. Move on. Will he do it? Probably not. Should he? 100%. Second round. This is the apple of my eye for the wide, for the running back position. Now, getting here, it's a little tricky because I didn't draft a wide receiver in this draft, in this mock draft. So this is where I was like, well, crap. You know, I don't know if Steve Kime wants to offer future assets to get back into the first round. I don't know if he wants to offer future assets to get a second round, an, an additional second round pick. I don't know how motivated he is to make this team a contender this year again. Like, obviously, stop. Obviously, you want this team to be as good as possible. You want to win as many games. You want to win the Super Bowl. I get it. I get all of it. The urgency is cease. The urgency is null, as it seems right now, from Steve Kime. And if you tell me otherwise, I'm sorry. I, I don't agree. Um, so in the second round, I had them take Brees Hall running back out of Iowa State. And this is the sweet spot round to draft a running back. Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, etc., etc. Etc. Derrick Henry, I think, etc. Brees Hall, three down back, 
Now you have two absolute game-changing playmakers in the backfield and Kyler Murray. Look at what's happened with Green Bay. Now, I give Aaron Rodgers a lot of crap for being the worst leader of a great quarterback ever, um, and I don't think that's an understatement. But what he's done is taking Devontae Adams and two running backs, and that's the offense. Sure, you know, uh, Alan Lazard like and Robert Tunyon before he tore his ACL, they were fine. They were pieces, but they took two running backs and used them as wide receivers. I mean, A.J. Dillon is a little bit more of the James Conner, and if they draft a guy in an Aaron Jones kind of, you know, mold, you don't have to have two bona fide star wide receivers to put up points, especially with how much Cliff likes to run screens, how much he likes to use his running backs. I feel like drafting Brees Hall in the second round would be a home run. And then third uh, is Phi Mathis, inside interior defensive lineman from Alabama in the third round. Like, I feel like this is a home run. I feel like this is an absolute home run because you nail three needs. And sure, this needs to be coupled with a wide receiver or two being signed before the draft or, you know, drafting in the sixth round, hoping to hit lightning in a bottle or trading back into the fourth round or, you know, whatever Steve Kime wants to do to recoup some of those picks. But remember, you have Zach Ertz, okay? All you needed to see last year was Zach Ertz catching the ball, coming across the middle of the field and housing it from 45 yards out. The dude still got juice, okay? So, yes, you have DeAndre Hopkins. There are a lot of teams in the NFL that don't have one great wide receiver. The Cardinals have that. So it could be worse. And I don't think drafting a wide receiver at 23 overall, just because there is a lot of them, is gonna is a recipe for success. Now, I could be wrong, but when was the last wide receiver that Steve Kime drafted that was fringe pro bowling? Exactly. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Coming up tomorrow, Dane Brugler from The Athletic is going to join me. I I mean, this dude is taking off like a rocket. And we're going to talk about his most recent mock draft. We're going to talk about my theory about wide receivers going high because of the new massive contracts that they get when the, when the you know exemplary ones hit. Is that forcing hands of GMs and owners to take wide receivers earlier? to strike lightning in a bottle and have them under a rookie scale contract for a couple years. And then who does he think the Cardinals should take at 23? Who does he think now the Cardinals should take at 23? In his one of his earlier mock drafts, he had the Cardinals taking Devontae Wyatt um, from Georgia, which is a guy that I've gone back and forth. When I had Trevor Sikama on from Pro Football Focus um, last week, he said Devontae Wyatt and Zion Johnson, they're pretty much graded the same for the Cardinals. And it'd be it'd be six and one half a dozen of the other. Zion Johnson's there. I'm going Zion Johnson. And I want to see if somebody much smarter than me regarding the draft, especially, agrees or disagrees. That's tomorrow. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Be sure to ch- check out our guys, Ryan Tracy, Eric Crocker from Locked On NFL Draft. These dudes do it every day. 30 minute podcast, everything you need to know about the draft. These guys got you covered free and available on all platforms. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.